He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and this is a podcast where I interview my Facebook friends. And it's a different Facebook friend every episode. Very random and very awkward. Uh, no different today. For the new people, it is awkwardwithevan.com as our website. You can go there and see all past episodes as well as going on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and the most pleasant charitable thing you can do is write a five-star review on iTunes and subscribe and share. And let's not forget patreon.com slash funny Evan as a way to support the show and be a true hero. Um, it is episode 47. We're getting up there. I got to come up with a good guest for 50. I know that. But I came up with a great guest for 47. Almost a naked guest for 47. Not really, but her book is about being naked uh, in a way. So good news, first of all, is my guest is not Jaden K. Smith. I did post about that. He is not my Facebook friend. And I have good Facebook friends because they did not forward that message to me. So I was unaffected by the host, uh, or the hoax, rather. Um, my guest this episode is April Brucker. She's a comedian slash ventriloquist. I met her, damn, like 13 years ago in the West Village at an open mic. Somehow we became friends. Somehow she knows my sister and still runs into her. And uh, yeah, somehow we're, we're still in touch. It's our first conversation in over a decade. Um, I got to talk comedy with her. Got to talk open mics with her and, and gigs and where she'd like to perform, where she has performed. And she does have a new book out, which is called – holy crap. Let me Let me look this up. It was called – April Brucker. Oh, April Unwrapped. My Naked Dreams Revealed. She has a book where she chronicles her naked dreams. It's not – if it was inappropriate, I probably wouldn't put on the podcast, but I think it's okay even though she has styrofoam on her parts on the cover. But that's that's not – it's, it's okay. It's, it's rated April as she likes to say. That's, that's her thing. Um, she also gets into astrology big with me today. It's not my thing, uh, astrology so much, but I, I let her I let her say what she's got to say and, and that's cool. Sometimes with my guests, I can – be the one carrying it, but it's cool with April. She's very charismatic, very funny, and uh, I could just kind of let her run the show uh, as we went here. Um, the audio does our our Skype connection kept fading in and out, so I'm probably going to be doing some like you'll hear some like ten to fifteen second cuts, or maybe there's going to be some gaps, or maybe I'm going to be talking while she, I know she's not connected, but I'm going to pretend for you guys that we are still connected. So I'm going to have to go through and edit that. But uh, I will I will delay this no more. April Brucker is on the podcast. Okay, welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I have reconnected with someone I probably haven't seen in like 13 years. Yeah. Uh, she's very funny. 
And I think the last, uh, I don't know, I'm going to go into how I met her, but I, I know she has a book out and she wants to share it with the world. So mm-hmm. April Brucker, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I haven't I haven't seen you in like over a decade. This is crazy. No, this is very good. Um, yeah, I'm in L.A. Are you still in New York? I take it. Yeah, I'm still in New York. As a matter of fact, I saw your sister a few years ago at Starbucks. <laughs> Which one? Wendy? Uh, yeah, Wendy. Do you have more than one sister? I have three younger sisters. And Wendy's the one I thought you looked like, I think, when I met you. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you said you look like my sister. And that could mean anything. It could mean like, uh-oh, you know, beginning of like a, a, a scary movie. You look like my sister. And then you said, my sister, where do you, and you said, where do you live? And I said, I live uh, at Water Street and I go to NYU. And you said, you might know my sister, Wendy Wexel. I'm like, yeah. How do you know her? Just you were there at the same time? Yeah, we were there at the same time. We were never in the same studio. I was in Lee Strasberg. She was in Atlantic. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then the last time I saw her, she was working in film. Oh, like, you mean, like, with Tribeca? Yeah. Yeah, that was a while ago. Now she's, like, just traveling around helping out a nonprofit for girls. So, yeah, that's... She's saving the world, Evan. That's she good. Is. She is. She's going to a lot of different countries and, uh, that's, and that's states. That's awesome. It is really awesome. She's, she's, yeah. very, she's very upbeat and proactive on Instagram. I, I commend her. <laughs> yes, it's like she's saving the world, and what are we doing? We're 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 we're, we're totally like shooting the breeze on a podcast on a Saturday. We're probably still in our pajamas. Yeah, I actually I, I put on just put she, pajama pants just to be presentable on on audio only. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I met you probably at at the Village Lantern. I feel like in the West Village yeah. years and years ago. Yeah, it was one of those crazy little spots um, where, you know, it was it was a night where we had three audience members, none of which spoke English. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And we it's like it was one of those open mics where, you know, the comics pile in around 630 or so and mm-hmm. they all just watch each other go up. And I mean, you were like one of the only ladies there. So, I mean, I'm meeting you, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, this girl must get hit on all the time by all the other <laughs> co- guy comics. And and then I think you were showing. I don't know if you're showing me your ventriloquist act because I think you just did. You just do stand up there, or did you do the? Did you bring your your partner I, on stage? I brought my partner on stage, but um, it was it was a crazy night uh, because and this is why I remembered meeting you. Yeah. Um, because I get up on stage and I was comic number a hundred, <laughs> and um. <laughs> So I get up on stage and this this little Asian girl in the front row says, because I didn't bring my partner out, I said, you'll find out what I do. And she goes, are you a stripper? Nice. And I said, and, and you know, and I had too much to drink. And I said, maybe. And so I had the worst bra and panty set on underneath and I just ripped off my dress <laughs> and I brought out my puppet. And immediately it woke the room up and I was a lousy comic back then. But the thing is, is that I was willing to remove clothing yes. and then, <laughs> and then somebody took a photo of it and stuck it online. And my mom back in Bethel park where I lived, Googled right. me. And I remember I get a call two days later and she goes, April. <laughs> I'm like, what mom? I was Googling you this morning and I saw you in your <laughs> bra and panties 
with your puppet. I'm like, yeah, mom, I'm sorry. It was a burlesque show. It was a lie, but you know, you got to lie to mom every once in a while just to calm her down. She goes, the worst part is not only did you look like a trashy slut, but you look fat. Oh God. It's good to have that support network around you to let you know that you can keep climbing. Yes, exactly. It's like, it's it's just like and so but it was it was a wild night that's why i remember it because then somebody called me and said april did you remember last night and i said no what happened they said you were real wild (laughs) i don't think i was there for that i probably like went on to the next thing that night but that's good you you stuck it out as number 100 at the lantern yes i stuck it out as number 100 (laughs) and i i just it was one of these things where i i just was like you know and then afterwards, people were talking to me, talking to me. They were saying, maybe you shouldn't, like, you know, make that, like, just your thing. You should concentrate on being a good comic, too. And I thought that they were right. But at the same time, like, it did wake the room up. Uh, yeah, I think it's all relative. You just got to stick with whatever gets the reaction. Even if it's yes. not the, the purest of, like, pure of uh, what comedy is. I mean, it's so, so random. Um, what it can be. It's so diverse. Um, I thought I had seen you a couple months ago because there was a ventriloquist uh, doing the gong show with me, but she didn't look like you. She looked similar to you. And I mean, you probably know her because we're mutual friends and I want to have her on. Uh, Carla Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Carla. Yeah, I do know Carla. Carla's wonder. Like she's I've always looked up to Carla quite a bit. I've always admired her talent. I've always admired her drive. Um, I've always admired her individuality. Um, I have always, uh, you know, as far as ventriloquists go, she's top notch. And um, I think, you know, when you say the words ventriloquism, like you're always going to say Carla Rhodes. Like it's going to be Sherry Lewis, hopefully April Brooker and Carla Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. And like who cares about Jeff Dunham and Terry Fader, you know? Exactly. Because, you know, I applied for Terry's scholarship for the upteenth time. He didn't give it to me. Screw Terry. Oh, what's a scholarship do? It gives you, like, a free trip to Vent Haven, and it's, like, the convention and crap. But they Uh, always give it to these kid ventriloquists, and I I don't know. I mean, I, I, I applied. It was fun. Whatever, but... I do like Jeff Dunham. I look up to Jeff Dunham, but um, I read his autobiography, and he's basically a white boy with problems. There wasn't huh. a whole lot of adversity there. Like, it's not like he was living in his car. Like, he just had whiny white boy problems. I found him inspirational, but I I guess because, you know, I, like, as a woman in the industry, I, I just, I, I was like, really, Jeff, that's all you went through? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't, I mean, I only say Terry just cause I mean, I know he won America's Got Talent, but I mean, I just, I see his ads up in Burbank airport all the time. So it's like, you're going to Burbank flat of Burbank. Oh, go see Terry Fader in Vegas. So well, one thing he does do in Vegas is he does pack them in. Like each yeah. time I've been to Vegas, it's like, he's got a show. He knows how to market himself. Terry is a very smart businessman. Yeah. That's really good. Um, so, so I, so I haven't not seen you in over a decade. I mean, what, what has ventriloquism? Where has it taken you? Are there some highlights you'd you'd like to remember or not remember uh, of the well, last? Well, first off, congratulations. <laughs> first off, congratulations on the Gong Show. Oh, thank you. You know, actually, and also Carla was like, of all the other contestants, Carla like to, went out of her way to be like, I really loved what you did for me, like being future Justin Bieber. And being in character the entire time, uh, even like during the judges, even during the closing credits, I mean, she appreciated that because she, you know, 
Because you go there, you think like maybe I can win this thing, and that was that was my mistake on America's Got Talent. And uh, I thought maybe I can win, maybe I can advance, but you know it's all spectacle. Whether it's The Bachelor or America's Got Talent or you know Smart in the Fifth Grader, it's all just, and it's all an exhibition. It's all at the mercy of the producers. So you know, that's what I learned. Just about what it can do for you, because I did a reality show. I did um, my strange addiction because I was street performing. Yeah. And the story spread that I dumped my fiance for a bunch of puppets. Which- <laughs> Which the story went viral. I mean, they ran with it. The relationship had other problems, but, you know, basically he was a controlling person. But yeah. anyway, um, I I was on the Today Show. I was on Inside Edition. Nice. I was on Entertainment Tonight. I made the rounds with, you know, the shows. I was on the Today Show, and I mean, I had a lot of fun. And then I was on What Would You Do? I got to open for Uncle Floyd. I, you know, I've, I've performed in Vegas several times. I cool. was at the... Republican National Convention with Donald J. Trump. Um, <laughs> I've I've been on TV a bunch of times. I've you know I've performed in front of a lot of cool people, and you know what? It's like I'm having fun, and if I can't have fun, what else can I do with myself? Yeah, no, that's that's great to be able to go to those places. That's that's unreal. Um, so then, where does where does the book come in? You have a book, apparently. Yeah, because what happened was about a year ago, I was you know. This was like a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. I was having this dream. I was having this, <laughs> these dreams where I always ended up naked in public. Right. Have you ever had that dream, Evan? Uh, I don't think yes, because maybe like I forgot where my stuff was in the locker or I couldn't get in my locker maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could have been my situation. Yeah, where I always ended up naked in public and I would be doing everyday tasks and I would just lose my clothes. Right. You know? Yeah. And so the the last straw came. I was doing a set at a comedy club in my dream. And from the looks of it, it looked like an important audition set for a big booker. You know, the <laughs> one that we all have? Yeah. And, and we're nervous anyway, but I was killing it because the audience was laughing and they were applauding. And Evan, I looked down and I had no clothes. Uh-oh. And so I'm like, are you laughing at my punchline or my waistline? You know? <laughs> and so anyway... I went to a 10th generation psychic because I'm a New Yorker and that's what we do. You know, we, we, and so this psychic did my tarot cards and basically at the end of it, we found that the only way to overcome my fears was to tap into my creativity. And so I decided to write this book and it's a year of my naked dreams and it was so much fun to write. It was so much fun to do the photo shoot and, um, it's available on Amazon um, us Amazon, um, global it's available it's available all over the world and it's also available in Barnes and Noble. I, I will put a link to your book in the notes. That, that's cool. Uh, Thank you. Send, send me the, send me the info. Uh, nice. So it's, it's all dream based, dream inspired. Yeah, it's, it's dream inspired. And, and actually, believe it or not, a lot of people have the dream where they end up naked in public. Like a lot of people are walking along and their clothes disappear. And a lot of performers <laughs> have the dream that they're on stage naked, on screen naked, on film, just naked. And I was speaking to an opera singer who said that she, I guess she was in Carmen or something. She was touring yeah. and she just kept having these dreams that in the middle of Carmen, her clothes would disappear. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that can you could you write a, even a sequel on that book? Like, is there like a, a book later where you'll just be like you're just finding clothes all the time to get them back on in book number two? Like you lose them in book yeah, one. Like, that could that could be very cute because people have been asking me if there was going to be a sequel. And believe it or not, the reverse strip tease was very big in burlesque. I do you remember who Dirty Martini is? I've heard of it. I don't not entirely. She, she does an amazing reverse striptease act where she comes where where the payoff is the girls in clothes. Okay, I I mean I don't know if you ever heard the David Tell bit like there's that show Girls Gone Wild. I like to watch it backwards because then it's called Girls Who've Learned Their Lesson. Tell <laughs> <laughs> is the master. He is. I saw him the other day on the on his cell phone. Yeah, he was talking to somebody and he looked really steamed up, but. You know, in New York, when you see somebody that does comedy, you, you give him the big hello. And so I think he knows who I am, but doesn't know my name. So yeah. I waved at him. He waved back at me and was back to screaming at whoever he was on the phone with. Well, not screaming, but, you know, like steamed up about something. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw him perform in Long Island and I afterwards I gave him my CD. It was like a very early like demo CD. I'm like, come on, there's Midget Song on there. And uh, <laughs> so he just took it and like put in his pants or something i don't even know what he did he's like he's like thanks <laughs> but i the cool thing and i also i hosted a music night where like his uh his sister performed because she has like she she opened for him at the at uh this place on long island and then i i ended up hosting her in the city which was kind of crazy but that yeah crazy. that's my david tell shtick um night nice. so so like live wise what are you are you going live out to still to do ventriloquist stuff more or like how what's what's the schedule like well, um, I'm doing live shows. I just did a big one, uh, The Lady and President Tramp at the Duplex. Like, my one-woman show has been a lot of where my energy's been at this year. Right. But I'm still doing spots. As a matter of fact, I'm headlining in Altoona in August, and Whoa. I'm doing more headliner spots. Like, whenever I perform, I'm doing bigger shows, and that's where all my energy's going. It's just to promote my because because like I produced the show at the duplex and it was a 20 person bringer and that's where all my energy went. And so while I'm still writing and stuff right now, it's like that was like two weeks ago and I got to get off my ass and get on stage. But I have been like a hermit. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So like if you're not out, you're 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 in totally. You're totally like, yeah, hermit, hermit being her, being productive or hermit like catching up on Netflix or what what? What's what's your hermit life like? Hermit life being productive where I'm writing, I'm promoting my book, and I'm just kind of recharging my batteries because nice. um, I work with a mentor whose thing is don't work harder, work smarter. Right. Okay, before I get back to my talk with April Brucker, I would like to tell you guys about Patreon.com. Uh, I will try to keep it briefer. Patreon.com is a website where creators like me can be helped out by supporters like you on a recurring basis for as little as a dollar a month with reward tiers for you in exchange for your support so that this podcast can continue to grow and blossom into a lovely, gorgeous woman. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash funny Evan, all the info's there, all the reward tiers are there. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else. You can get as high as title sponsorship for this podcast. And I will talk to you now with more. Wait a second. Beckett Sage, what is it? All right. I'm getting Beckett milk, but I'm also going to get you April Brucker. 
So you're saying okay. at the duplex, it's a 20-person bringer. Yeah. And if you don't get 20 people, not only can't you do the show, right. but they make you pay like $400. For what if you did have 20 people there? Yeah. So that's like pay the gig. Well, no, if you don't, like, you're not, they don't, they cancel the show and you have to pay. It's ah. beyond pay to gig. It's like pay to not gig. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and so it's like the day of the show, I'm so stressed, I don't even know if I'm going to get to do my show because everybody's like, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. You've done, you've produced, right? So you know. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and it's like people are like, oh, I'm coming, and at the last second they screw you. Well, anyway, um... It was like the, the 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 light guy runs back. He goes, okay, we just hit 20 people. And so, but it was just, and then it was the piano, the filming, and it was just very stressful. So, but the good news is, is that I'm about recovered and I'm about ready to get out there. <laughs> That's very good. Um, okay. What, where were some fun places? You you said you traveled to Vegas, traveled to Altoona. Um, yeah. Anything else you're looking to target? Well, I was in Planet Hollywood the last time I went to Vegas, which was actually a lot of fun, believe it or not. Okay. But the weird thing is, is that the showroom that I was in, I couldn't see the audience and the acoustics were weird. So I couldn't see or hear what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. It was like doing comedy in a weird dream. And so because I couldn't see or hear anybody, when I got off stage, everybody's like, you did a really great job. I'm like, I did. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I can. That's the thing with my show. Like, I can never tell how much people are laughing. At least I know, like, it's always a little more than I think. But mm-hmm. yeah, always. I mean, I don't require a monitor so I can hear what's going on. So it's it's fine. But yeah, I mean, you get you get spots like those. Yeah, and it was fun, but it was one of these things where you know, like, I wanted to know what was going on so I could do more of something, not do more of something. But it was, but it was fun though. And and the comedy scene in Las Vegas is actually very supportive, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, I think they understand. Like, you know, this is the town, and you know, we're not. You know, this is. It's not like where you like kind of go to to kind of like earn your stripes. It's kind of where you go to show off your stripes. So. Yeah, definitely, and yeah. and a lot of the. And in Las Vegas, you're either it's a headliner town where you're either a headliner or you're not. And I'm one of those folks where I'm learning how to be a headliner right now. And it's a whole new skill set to be a headliner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like all I do, I think, with colleges, at least, and uh, the high school things like I, I really don't know how I could do even less than like half an hour. I mean, I'm pretty much have my like hour long shtick for colleges and schools i just don't know how if that would translate to like general vegas audience or like getting up at a club for an hour to do my thing i just think it'd be it's like a different pace than like if a comic just stands up and rattles through their stuff oh yeah Yeah. and and everybody's got their venue like louis anderson is like mr casino to give you an idea but the people going to casinos watched louis anderson on tv they know him from star search like because yeah. the people that go to casinos in <laughs> vegas are, are people with money to give you an idea and also it's like they want to see people they know it's like oh my god carrot top let's watch carrot because <laughs> they know carrot top he's one of the top grossing acts in vegas i mean yeah much res- much respect to him i mean he knows how to market his stuff it's like he's if I could be half as successful as Carrot Top, I'd be very happy. And he's supposed to be a super nice guy too. So 
He is, and he's jacked. So that's a great yes. combination. Uh, yes, jacked. <laughs> what, what are there other places or locations you'd, you'd still like to perform at down the road, or is there like something you have your eye on? I actually want to do Europe because back in 2015. The um, web story about me went viral all over Europe, and I was actually talking about going to do a festival in Iceland. Oh wow! And that and that fell through because their budget was limited. Yeah. Uh, because believe it or not, there are more people in New York City than Iceland. Yeah. But I want to do Europe. I want to do Australia. I want to do the whole freaking world. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Um, I I just yeah. It seems like I just wonder how like that the, they get comedy over there like in terms of like the timing and what what flies better um i always wonder how like european audiences are different than american audiences like what have you heard well actually i did a i did some work with a um web with a web channel a few years ago okay and a lot of and we got a lot of europeans on there um and brits especially uh the people from the uk well and i'm just gonna say the people from the UK, because that's also Wales and Scotland. Yeah, and I just learned that a month Ireland. ago. <laughs> yes, and they get very angry if you just call them Brits. Well, anyway, right. um, they and even the Irish from the Republic too. They have no filter. They do not like American political correctness. They they call it American cheese, believe it or not. Nice. And so the more balls out you are with them, the more um, you know, just very blunt they yeah. love that and um there were a few times that i had to explain to them why they couldn't say certain things because these things would offend certain people and you know it's just very different in europe and even in australia too but you have to remember these people survived several world wars on their <laughs> home like they don't have time to and they don't have time to sugarcoat things like we right. do in america yes I think that yeah, I always know like the, the the crazy comics they go over there. They have they have good times on, on the Europe stage, so that's fun. Patrice O'Neill always did. God bless his soul. Yeah, yeah. I remember like Doug yeah. Stanhope did did some. St- my I think my parent, my mom, and my sister were in were in Europe and they saw Doug Stanhope, and he was mm-hmm. like, I don't know why my mom would want to watch Doug Stanhope, but he's like being all filthy. He was like trying stuff that people in the audience were giving him. I don't know if it was like drugs or alcohol or whatever but uh <laughs> he was like crazy guy but i love stan hope yeah. i love stan hope no i mean i i love i always google once in a while i'll google his rant on truckers <laughs> like, like trucks that just like clog up like if i'm driving three hours i'm gonna have to be stuck behind a truck on a like a one-way a two-lane highway so I have to wait for like to like zoom around them. But he's like, good. He's like, I want them to just like have the worst kind of heart attack clogging up the things. <laughs> and it's like a 20 second rant, but it was, it was always fun. You can always Google Doug Stanhope in trucks and you'll find, you'll laugh. Yeah. And what I love about Doug Stanhope is whenever you see a video of him performing and the room's not with him, he just keeps going. Yeah. I think, you know, eventually they'll, they'll find their way. That's always like, a weird thing to do like do i go with the room that's not even with me or do i just keep plowing ahead and, at least, and he just keeps plowing ahead he's got guts yeah you have to i think that's i i find that out a lot like if i do high school shows and some of these high school kids just don't know what the rhythm or the etiquette of a, of a comedy audience is yet so i just you know sometimes i'll just keep going and eventually they'll come around or they'll learn <laughs> this is how you do it so, yeah, and, and 
And what I love about Stanhope is that he doesn't care about being liked. No. I don't think, yeah, I think that's a good quality. Like, you shouldn't be doing your material so that people like you. I think you're doing your material so that, you know, it, it amuses them. But it's not for your benefit. It's just for their benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, cool. So so now you got your book out. You're traveling around. We haven't spoken in over a decade uh, mm-hmm. any any questions you've had what you're curious about with me I'd rather like to turn around for a second anything uh, top of your head or what's your astrological sign oh shoot I think I'm a I'm, I'm on the border of Aquarius and Pisces and I think they sh- they shifted a, f- a short while ago because I'm February 19th so you could probably oh, tell you, me you are you are a cusp baby but what do you feel more like an Aquarius or a Pisces I, I don't know. I feel like I, it's been more Pisces than Aquarius over the years, but I haven't really like looked at the qualities that match up with the signs. Okay. And how long have you been playing guitar? Since college uh, to cover Bon Jovi songs because I had to learn a new hobby for a college class, so I took guitar. And did it help you pick up women? Um, a little, but I don't know. I mean, it was... Hard, hard to say. I, I don't think so. I don't think that was the goal. I think the goal was for me to just like with guitar was just to like learn all the songs I always listen to. And uh, oh, so once in a while, I mean, uh, you want to play it for? I would play songs for girls a, couple, a few times, but eh, it was more. I guess I've, I've known it more as like something that would help my job. <laughs> very practical. You're, 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 you're a definite Aquarius because you're very practical. You're very detached. You're very methodical, and you don't believe in subterfuge. Okay, yeah, sure. We'll be Aquarius. That, that sounds good. Why? Well, how's Pisces different? Oh, Pisces guys are always looking to get action. Okay. Pisces guys are freaking slippery. I mean, but because Pisces guys are very sweet, they can't say no, but they always seem to slip and fall into bed with the wrong kind of women. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've been married almost 11 years, so who knows? You've been married almost 11 years, yeah, Evan. going on 11 years. And and what and when's your wife's birthday? She's March twentieth, so she probably's on the border of the next one. She may be a Pisces or the one after that. So two cusp babies. This is good. No wonder you guys stuck it out. Yeah, I mean a lot of our our family, my family is like the birthdays are from January through April, and that's really it. There's one sister who's in July, but like Wendy's in late April. So uh, oh, so she's Taurus. Probably yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's crazy that you're both cusp babies. Any kids? We have a five-year-old who is it was mid-April. Oh, so he's an Aries. That would make sense. Was that what Aries yeah. like an aggressive type? Very aggressive. <laughs> very sm- very smart. Very outgoing. Okay. No filter. Okay. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, but he's but he's very smart. He's probably like he was probably reading when he was three and a half or four. Right. Uh no, yeah. he's no, he's still not reading. But um, he's finally getting around to me writing a little bit. We always take him to daycare too late to when they, when they're doing their writing <laughs> stuff. So he's like a little behind because of that. But we'll have to fix that next year. You know what? You'll you'll fix it next year. He'll be fine. He's got good parents. Is the wifey in the entertainment business? Yeah, she was on the Gong Show episode one. Oh my God! What does your wife do? She she sang the song about Will Arnett. 
Do you this know is, that? This is like making me so happy. You're happily married. You have a five-year-old that writes that doesn't read, and your wife was on episode one of the Gong Show, and you're both cusp babies. Did you see the act at by chance? No, I saw you. I didn't see her. Okay, she because... she had like a, she was the devoted diva, and they don't use our names. Carla, they used her name. That was her name. But for a lot of us, they don't use our names, and we're not credited. So we have to like it's our responsibility, you know, like put up on IMDb or something like that. Um, yeah, but she's episode one. Okay, I just came back in, but okay, that's amazing. And so, how did you meet your wife? Uh, at our hometown train station. Uh, even though we went to the same high school and she was a year older, we never met, but we had friends in common. So I just saw her going in for a 4 p.m. open mic at my train station. She was going in to work out with a personal trainer because she partied too hard the night before. And uh, it was just a chance encounter. I went up to her. I knew she was a big deal. She ended up sitting with me on the train. <laughs> instead of, And she was actually already with people. She was like with like her neighbor, who's like my year. <laughs> That was like my in to talk to her, but I ended up sitting with her and I don't know, I gave her my little demo and she liked it and called me and we hung out and then she dumped me two weeks later. So the, oh, yeah, no. that was, <laughs> yeah, she dumped me in a parking lot of Jones Beach before an OAR concert. So you can't beat that. Why, why did she dump you, Evan? What uh, did you do? She had, cause she had more issues than me in the, in the, on the relationship front. So I don't think she could handle someone as as as, as divine as me. So she kind of used to, yeah, she's used to her like her her weird boys of the past. But she found her way back. She did eventually once I gave her distance. Didn't take her long. I already like you know talk smack about her at work, and then she comes to my work and she wants to like have a talk with me and you know whatever. Whoa! So there was some drama and intrigue. A little bit of drama and yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was. She thought I liked her a little too much. <laughs> well, you know, it's yeah. like were you seeing? Were you in her bushes with a ski mask? No, no, not yet. But Evan, uh, that that's like so lame. You should have just been in her bushes with a ski mask. You should have chased her around the train station. I should. have. I mean, I. This was before. I mean, right before there was social media and anything was really taking off to where you could follow someone and wonder if they saw your stuff so uh yeah all we had were really like phones and addresses at the time we lived like a mile apart our parents houses were a mile apart so man that was back in the dark ages with no social media how did you court <laughs> i don't know couldn't swipe right or anything i know <laughs> yeah you couldn't stalk her online and be truly creepy oh damn evan no but now we do stalk each other online so, like, we we get each other's notifications when we do something on Facebook. Oh, I can always rely on her for liking a post that no one else likes. <laughs> well, that's how you know she loves you and cares. She yes. will like a post that nobody else likes. That's yeah. a key for Adam. She, she'll throw a heart. She'll throw a, a laugh. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, you see, this is how you know you found the one. When she likes posts that nobody else likes, she'll throw you a heart. See, Evan, it was worth risking being creepy, you know? It was. She can't be your so how did you guys end up getting back together after all this? She came to my work in New York. She lived. She was living in L.A. She came back to New York to kind of like re reset. And then she met me and she hung around for like six months instead of two weeks. And uh, I don't know. We just uh, stuck with it. And uh, yeah, we 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 stuck with it and stayed. I don't know. We we just eventually I I followed her back to Los Angeles. 
So, oh wow, yeah. that's love. It was meant to be. It was. Uh, it worked out well. Um, are you looking for future fiancés in the future for you now, like, given that you do have your puppets? Well, I'm always, you know, I say keep an open mind in life. Like, yeah. that's all you can do is, you know, is the older I get, the more selective I'm becoming. Right. And, I'm, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I remember I ended a relationship with somebody who, and that's another story entirely, right. but, um, and this guy comes up to me and he's really... And he's really quirky and funny, and he's like, hey, let's hang out sometime and have some coffee and talk about the puppets, which I know he wants a date. Okay, fine, <laughs> right, whatever. We're both single. Sure. He walks over to this other girl. He's like, hey, I really liked your improv sketch. Let's have coffee sometime and talk about improv. I'm like, you did not just do that. You are knocking on every door in the room. All right. And so I'm thinking, I, you know, I jumped out of. Okay, so the guy was walking on every, knocking on every door in the room. Yeah, and it was just like, you know, it's like, you know, because this particular ex that I had been with had had some issues, but he wasn't a cheater. He had other issues. Right. And and then I'm with somebody that's a play, and then this is somebody that's a player, and I, I didn't know if I wanted that either, if that makes sense. No. Um, okay, yeah, you, and you should be selective. now. But now you can also, like, have the option of going after younger men now, so. Yeah, I can. I can. And there's one that I really like. He's at my friend's job. He's 25, and he is just... Okay, good. Good, let's send him the interview. He'll he'll dig it. Or yeah, he and he's a Gemini. Oh, he's, he's a, a Gemini. Gemini. Yeah, which I don't know is a good thing, but, he's, okay. but he could be fun. <laughs> so now I have to ask you then, what's your sign? I'm a Libra. Okay, what's a Libra's qualities? We're funny, we're smart, we're outgoing, and we're flirtatious. Okay, very good. Checks out. Good. Yeah, and we're and we're creative and we're fair and we're we're the best sign ever. Nice. Okay. This is like the most astrology education I've ever had. So this is better. I mean, I used to watch it when I was growing up in like elementary school. I'd see like the astrology done at the end of like after the sports report on like Good Day New York. That's the most mm-hmm. exposure I had to uh astrology. But very interesting. The stars are aligned for you, Miss Brucker. Well, thank you. <laughs> Cool. Um, I guess before uh, we'll kind of, we'll wrap it up a little bit, but um, yeah, where can people find you if they want to search more about April Brucker or your your viral stories, your web stuff, your schedule? At www.aprilaprilbrucker all one word dot tv. Nice. Okay. Cool. And on social media, where can people stalk? I mean, follow you. They can follow me, um, Facebook backslash April Brooker, A-P-R-A-L-B-R-U-C-K-E-R. Yep. Twitter, April Brooker. My Instagram's the same. Oh, and follow me on YouTube at www.youtube.com backslash April the Star. Nice. Cool. And, and how is, and since it's a Facebook friend podcast, um, how are, how is Facebook life for you? You use it more just like career updates or you're all over the place? Career updates, some personal updates. My mother's friends don't like it when I post my lingerie pictures, but, you know, they grew <laughs> up with me. And, you know, and, 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 and also I get emails from lots of my male fans. I, I love you, boys. <laughs> my favorite signs are Gemini and Aquarius, and I like men of all ages, as okay. long as you're not too crazy. Okay, that, that's a Twitter bio right there. So that's <laughs> very nice. 
Thank you. Cool. And sometimes, ladies, I like you too, but you are definitely too crazy. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> cool. So stay on, stay on. Uh, but yes, thanks for coming on the podcast. Definitely people get her book because it was dream inspired and it's about nakedness. So that's always good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. Good deal. Good deal. Okay, I want to thank April Brucker for coming on Socially Awkward and catching me up with what she's been up to. And uh, she has a book on Amazon. It is called April Unwrapped. And what I'm going to do is in my show notes, you can click on the link uh, to April's book. And if you get April's book through the link, uh, it actually helps the podcast as well. So feel free even to do all your Amazon shopping uh, through that link. Maybe you want to get April's book and then maybe you also want to buy a Rolex. I don't know. It, it always helps the podcast a little bit. Um, so check her check her out. Um, I believe she gave her links at the end. And uh, to give my links again, it is awkwardwithevan.com. Uh, please subscribe on iTunes, write a five-star review, and share. And also go to Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and at awkwardwithevan on Facebook and Twitter. I almost forgot. Uh, apologies to Jaden K. Smith for not coming on the podcast, but I got April, and I have one more in the can. When do I release it? And I'm creeping up. On episode 50, 50 Facebook friends uh, almost have been interviewed. So uh, we will take it from there, and uh, I'm going to take take off and uh, head downstairs and, I don't know, eat blueberries. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later. AwkwardWithEvan.com, socially awkward with Evan Wexel, like a boss. Thanks for listening. Go to AwkwardWithEvan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.